The Corey NFC podcast is kindly sponsored by Radio Taxis. Give them a call, 70353 709. They know the score. Hi, welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast with myself, Damien Mullen, and my colleague, Jonathan McNabb. Um, once again, kindly sponsored by our good friends, Radio Taxis. Thank you for that. Um, Johnny, uh, we're recording this early uh, of the morning, and I know you're not that long up, but um, football-wise... It seems been quiet. I mean, we played Lauren last week, but I, I, I suppose it seems seems a day or two ago now, doesn't it? It does. Um, does seem a while back, and then obviously we we don't have a game this weekend, which is probably adding to it. So um, <laughs> the time was it Good Friday rolls around away to Clubbing Ball. Haven't been there in a while. Um, <laughs> um, we'll be, we might be looking forward to, to getting back at it. So. Yeah, obviously there's five games left in the split, so it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and probably both ends of the table and who goes down and who goes into a playoff in Europe and, and everyone else. Plenty to play for. Um, I'm delighted to say we're, we're joined us uh, today by our special guest, um, Kieran Farren, uh, Korean defender. Kieran, welcome along to the podcast and uh, I believe you're down in, in sunny Donegal. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a dry morning here for a change, so no, thanks for having me on. You're you're very very welcome. And we're just chatting before we come on. And <clears throat> you um you live in in Carndona for for anybody that maybe isn't aware. That's um over Donegal Way and nice part of the nice part of the world over there, Kieran. Ah, it's lovely to be fair. Uh, uh, no, no different really. Growing up, it's quiet. Everyone knows everyone, so no, <laughs> lovely part of the world. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad to say, but very good, very good. Right, well, we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your 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 career, I suppose, and and, and how you ended up at, at Korean as well, Kieran, throughout the, the the podcast. But um, I suppose first of all, we'll look back. We we were just talking there briefly, Johnny and I, about the uh, the Larn game last weekend. Um, from your point of view and a, and a player's point of view, Kieran, I suppose. Plenty of positives to take out of it, particularly after the performance against Glenavon the week before. Yeah, um, we spoke about the game uh, up in Glenavon before the Latin game, and it was kind of we just kind of thought there was no excuses really. We just weren't good enough. We we could use the excuses that we were kind of using it as a hangover from the the cup final, and I suppose as Orn said in the change room, we are we are all humans at the end of the day, but. It wasn't really an excuse, and we know it wasn't good enough. So it was about trying to put it right as a group uh, against Lyon. And I think, unfortunately, I missed out in that game through a slight knock. But the lads were terrific yeah, to a man. I thought they were kind of back to what we were used to. And yeah, it was a good point. <laughs> um, and I suppose you, you say a good point, and a good point was made even better by the fact that um, Aaron Jarvis was sent off with like half an hour to go. So you. You're playing essentially a half an hour with, with ten mm-hmm. men against the league leaders. Um sometimes I mean you often hear, you know, as as players when you lose a man, it galvanizes the team. And is that kind of what probably happened on Saturday that it sort of made everybody and um, work that little bit harder to to defend against Larn? Yeah, I 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, even standing watching the game, I thought uh, as soon as we went down to 10 men, it wasn't really, it wasn't an onslaught from Lauren and I thought we were not so comfortable, but you kind of for a, a while you didn't think that it was against 10 men. I thought the boys were excellent. Um, even the lads that came off the bench, I thought they'd done a, a great shift. And I suppose in the, whenever the additional time went up, it was, was kind of, you thought Lauren were going to maybe get one, but no, apart from that, I thought the lads handled it very well and whenever they went down to 10 men, especially I, against I mean, the league leaders. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, it was a real, I wouldn't say real backs to the wall performance because I don't think Corium were under that much pressure throughout. There was never a, a time that you felt that they were going to capitulate. But um, in a situation like that, 10 men, you need everybody to play well. And, and I suppose particularly as well, your goalkeeper and, and Gareth Dean, I think, at the end of the game was, was given the man of the match award. And uh, I suppose not really surprising. Uh, I think you described his uh, heroics on a, a social media post. And, but um, he really did produce the goods when it mattered, Gareth, didn't he? Yeah, it was like a weird sort of game. I thought that the first half we did a lot of the ball, but didn't overly create much. Whereas we looked more like scoring with, with less than the ball. I thought Conor McKendry's free kick was <laughs> going to go into the back of the net. So, yeah, the second half they came out as you expect them to and probably dominated early on. And, and obviously the red card just changes everything that meant we couldn't really get out and, and it was backs against the wall. So, yeah, there'll be a few boys, I'm sure, slept well on Saturday. Andy Scott, for one of them. Um, I think he's still running around the pitch there, or somebody was saying. So, um, I know he, he put in some shifts. So, and yeah, look at the saves that they had. I did put heroics big off because, you know, it was a double save, 90th minute. Um, they get us a point after losing by the bad game. So, um, I think I think the point probably meant more to, to just to get something on the board after recent results. and. And I was watching the Irish League show there last night and Ron beating the showgrounds in our last 11 league games at home and kept seven clean sheets in that time, which I completely didn't realise. So, um, yeah, look, I think we've two games at home in the showgrounds. And as I said, you're going to say in the podcast every week now that uh, if we can get finish high up the tail as we can and, and get a home tie in the European playoff, we'll, 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 we'll go in with, with a bit more confidence. Yeah. You, what about the red card, Johnny? You mentioned it there as well. I think I've seen something and... and you were putting out from the club as well that they um they were maybe going to appeal the red card for Aaron Jarvis. Yeah, I read that last night that they were going to appeal it and it's went down as a as a headbutt. So I think headbutt was at six or seven games. Um if you look at the instant, <laughs> I don't think it's worthy of a six or seven game ban to be honest. Um I think Jarvis gives the ref the decision they make. Um I wouldn't argue against that, but I don't know how you send Jarvis off and Michael Glenn gets nothing. He doesn't even get booked. I, I don't get it. I don't get how one player gets sent off that situation and one doesn't. Um, I think it was the fourth, actually, Declan Hassan, who, who gave Shane Andrews an all day. He's saying Jarvey off. So uh, football's all about interpretation, obviously. Um, I think it's harsh, personally. Um, but at the same time, I suppose he does give the referee a decision to make. So um, I, I, I can probably see why he was sent off, but I don't think it's worthy of a six or seven match ban, to be, to be perfectly honest. I mean, as a player, Kieran, you'd be really annoyed, wouldn't you? I mean, if you were going to pick up a, a six or seven game ban for what, say, is perceived as a headbutt, if you were going to do, if you were going to get that game suspension without con- condoning violence, but if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it was gonna, as Johnny says, it was it was very very soft, and 
Um, Jarvis was Jarvis was very he was very uh, frustrated after the game in the change room. He was he was on his phone like looking at it in the in the corner, like calling all the lads over looking for their opinion. But uh, as Johnny says, I can see where the rest came from, but I think a six or seven game ban would be very very harsh. It would it would end the season, but I think it would be very very harsh. Like. Yeah, personally, I think, personally, I, I don't think it's personally. I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a sending off like, but I, everyone, I, I, everyone's I, different. I would agree with you. I don't think it's worth a six or seven. But again, as Johnny said, if if you make that movement with your head and it's yeah. seen, you're giving the referee a, a, a decision to make, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. It's you're you're walking the line. To be fair, but. Mm. I know whenever whenever you're caught up in the spur of the moment, you can't really you can't really give out to Jeremy for for that because no. I've done a few stupid things myself in the past. <laughs> but I guess that's that's what we forget, isn't it? That when you're caught up yeah. in the moment and tensions or or emotions, I should say, are running high, it's easy to maybe get caught up in it. And mm. sometimes we forget that that players are like you you said it earlier, players are human and. It shows that you want to win and you, that you're invested in the game, isn't it? You know, it's frustrating. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's one of those things when you have to try and kind of keep your cool in, in those situations. Whenever I thought it was not so much a feisty game, but you could sense it kind of in the in the crowd or whatever that it was two of the top six teams and were fighting for <laughs> fighting for important parts of the season. Like so, you could you could you could tell that it was a tense game, but. Yeah, sometimes you can overstep the mark, but it's important to destroy yourself back in, kind of. Yeah, as you say, it was it was an important game, I suppose, because the night before, previously, you know, Linfield went out and, and won big, and that was their second big win in a row. So that sort of put a little bit of pressure on Lauren before they came to the showgrounds, and there was that element to the game, wasn't there, that where they had to get a result and maybe a point would be would be good maybe in the in the long long run but you just felt maybe that Larn were a little bit edgy and, and the dropping of the two points it, it it certainly changes the complexion of the uh, of the league title race Karen doesn't it yeah definitely I suppose you read a lot on Twitter about the leaders and whatnot throughout the season and how long they've been on top but no 100% whenever you're whenever you're sitting on the top of the table you're I'd say they were all eyes weren't looking forward. I'd say there was a few eyes on the game on the Friday night, and then going into play in us. It's as a lot of people know, it's not an easy place to go to the showgrounds, as Johnny says there. So, no, there's definitely it's going to be an interesting last last six games, especially there'll be a lot of tossing and turning. I'd say so. Was, I don't think it's over yet. No, I don't think it's over by any means either. And, and just Johnny, when we're we're on the topic of suspensions etc as well uh, it has emerged that I think Jimmy Glaggan his suspension has that been rescinded then? Yeah it was upheld the, the opinion so um, he's free they, they play now so um, no ban forthcoming um, in, in, the, in the future so yeah obviously the club won the, the obviously the appeal was put back and and it was held last night and, and, they, and they got obviously a successful outcome to, to the appeal so um, yeah, that's that's that sort of. Yeah, well, that will certainly not do any harm coming into the the last four, last five games of the season as well. Because I mean, uh, Glax is obviously you know we all know he's an important player. 
player in the way that, particularly the Korean play as well, because he has that ability to take the ball and to carry the ball forward and, and get the team up the pitch as well. There's just, you know, he's probably one of a kind in that respect, isn't he? He is, and it's probably when we play the top six teams, we, we need boys to get us up the pitch, and, and Glax can, can certainly do that. So, yeah, massive, massive plus. Um, but obviously, we have a few injuries at the minute in, in the squad, <coughs> right? So, um, it's good that we, and maybe Jarvie could be suspended for probably six games, would be would be the rest of the season, really. And this, and this comes back to the playoff final and scores a 94th minute winner. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, oh, he might be able to play on, on Saturday if an appeal is, or Friday week if that I don't know if the appeal when it'll be heard or Easter holidays and stuff like that. So, um, maybe Jarvie will play the rest of the season and get them in the battle. And I, I just don't know. I literally have no clue. So, that is, it's difficult to know the, 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 the way the whole system works sometimes as well. Um, Kieran, you, you said that you, you obviously missed the large game. I mean, what, what's your current situation then? I mean, in terms of injury or not, you said you had, how, how's things for you now? No, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, it was just a slight knock to my knee, but hopefully I trained there on Tuesday night. I've done a bit, so hopefully I can go up tonight. We're training again tonight, so hopefully I'll try and get the full session in tonight. And of course, we have no game at the weekend, so it gives me an extra week to recover. So no, hopefully be back firing soon. <laughs> um, and of course, this, this is your your first season at Korea, and I think um, you sort of arrived summer last summer, and then you played a number of trial games, I think, and, and on the back of that, then you were you were offered a contract and stuff. And just wondering for, for those maybe who who not too familiar, I mean, I think you were with. Derview, Kieran, is not correct? And I'm just interested in how yeah. how it all happened, how you sort of came from Derview to Korean and, and how the move sort of all transpired. Um, yeah, towards the end of the last season, it was just I wasn't really thinking much of it. I was enjoying my my football at Derview or whatever, and we had a good good uh, strong finish to the end of the last season. We got top six in the championship, and it was my first real season of playing. Not involved. I was involved with Van Harps in the Irish League and the the uh, Irish League, but I it was my first year of full time football really and playing senior games and uh, I got in contact with the in the summer then and they were just speaking over and back and he liked the fact that I played over thirty six games I think it was uh, something that made that point or something. So no, it was just important that I had the the experience more so of men's football under my belt in the championship and uh, yeah I just came into trial in was it mid-June um, in pre-season and just really enjoyed it and then was off for the deal obviously towards the towards the end of pre-season and I was delighted yeah just to get just to get started and be, be a Korean player Brilliant when you come in on trial like that how how difficult is it because I'm guessing you want to make an impression. You want to make a, a, a quick impression, but at the same time, if you're trying to make an immediate impression too much, you put pressure on yourself and you don't maybe play the, the way that you want to be playing. I, I can imagine that must be a, quite a difficult scenario to be in. Yeah, it was, to be fair, but um, I think I said it in a previous interview with, with Johnny before on the Korean uh, website. It was every, every one of the boys was were brilliant, to be fair. For all the coaching staff and Owen himself, it was it didn't it was didn't take me too long to feel like I wasn't a trialist to be fair because Owen had made it quite clear that 
just relax. You've as long as you want just to kind of get to know, get to know the place, get to know the the lads. And no, to be fair, it wasn't. It was difficult at the start, the first couple of weeks. But after that, I kind of I settled quite quick, and I was I was happy where I was. I. And did you know any of the boys at the club prior to coming? No, um, I had no one. Ronan Wilson from underage at at Derry City. He would have played with my brother, and I would have played a few games with him for the for the Derry reserves. But uh, apart from that, no, I didn't know. I didn't know any of them. To be fair, that's uh, that. I mean, Johnny, that can be quite daunting, you know, because you know, Korean are an established Irish League top six club competing for trophies. They have a good settled squad, etc. I can imagine it'd be quite daunting coming in as a new boy, trying to make your way. I, that, that that could be hard, couldn't it? I think the the easiest part probably of coming in in the summer was because there were so many different players. There's probably they were not saying about nine or ten players wasn't in the summer so there was a real upheaval in the squad so it was really a new bunch of players that he's really working with yes you've got the the old guard as I call them like Steve O'Donnell and Stephen Gray that are there and you know James McLaughlin was there for the first half of the season but in London obviously and Adam but you know you've got an influx of, of new players so um, yeah that probably weirdly enough probably made it a bit easier and I always love going to the first pre-season game because Everyone thinks I know everyone that's going on when I don't, and there's about five different trialists, and you don't know their names, and then you text one person, and he knows a name, and then you text another one, he might know the name, <laughs> and then you hear that Kieran was in trial with Cliffin Ball as well, and playing for Cliffin Ball, and, and then he's come back with Corey Ian, and he's playing right back, and then playing centre back, and then left back, and all over. <laughs> but then at the end of the window, you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's, um, ah, it's just pre season's mad to get. Um, yeah, it's one of them things where. Um, Orn obviously had a Orn's not Orn's not slow and he's got his contacts and those boys that are playing well probably across all the leagues. So um, obviously Kieran done enough to, to get a two year deal in, in the summer. And, and then obviously as, as Johnny said, you got the you you, you did enough to Kieran and, and pressed to get the deal etc. And then how did you find it when how how have you found the season? I suppose we're, we're five games away from the end of the season. Um, I suppose, with the greatest respect to Durview, it's a bit of a step up in terms of quality, etc. Um, was it difficult making the transition, or was was it okay, or how do, how have you found things? Um, yeah, to be fair, to start, I kind of I found it not difficult, but kind of a slight change. But no, I kind of grew grew my, grew my way into it, and uh, each game, I just kind of. I kind of just went out and just thought, <laughs> I know it sounds a wee bit naive, but it's just a just a game of football. So I just kind of went along with it, and now I backed myself. And I was thought I found my found my feet pretty quick. But all the lads, I, I was learning every preseason was excellent because it was kind of <coughs> all the everyone was kind of saying that it was it felt different for them because they had been in Europe the previous years and they hadn't really had a preseason. But I felt I felt good going into the first game of the season with. Stevie and I wasn't expecting to play to be honest because I was only a new signing. But Stevie <laughs> and Rodney were both were both out injured, and they just went straight into the starting <laughs> team in the first day of the season, which was mad enough. But no, it was really, really, really good, and the season itself has been excellent. Uh, uh, really, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the first game of the season, <clears throat> excuse me, Cliftonville was like arguably some of the 
finest firepower in the Irish league, you know, and that's your first game. It's it's a sort of it's a welcome to yeah. the Premiership, isn't it? Nah, it was to be fair. And I still think about that game to be fair because it was it was just excellent. Uh, it was probably the biggest crowd that I've played in front of, and the fans, the showgrounds was packed. I'd played was it six or seven games in pre-season, and it was just kind of hear Orange shouting and hear everyone else shouting and then you get to the first game of the season and you're hearing the away fans and the home fans it was just it was different but it was something that I remember for, for quite a while to be fair the debut and the, against the full. Uh, you see see that there would be that would be quite a buzz too wouldn't it yeah, again with the greatest of respect to Derby again you know you're, you're maybe playing in that league and maybe the crowds aren't quite so big and then you go and your first game is at Cliffville, home to Cliffville in that August, sunny August day. And Evan scored twice, Evan McLaughlin. So it's a big crowd. And then as you go on through the season, you know, you're playing in front of big crowds nearly every week. And, you, and you're going to like Windsor Park and the Oval. And But that, as a footballer, that's... That's where you want to be playing, isn't it? I guess, Kieran, that's you want to be playing big games in front of big crowds. Yeah, definitely. It was it was a a step up definitely in terms of the crowds. But uh, I kind of try and park that whenever the whenever the match starts. You kind of try and concentrate on the game, but you try and block out the block out the noise. But definitely, you're going going to Windsor Park. It was my first time up there this season in the in the league. Whenever we drew nil nil, and it was just. It was mad to be fair to play in a, a stadium like a stadium compared to what I was what I was used to in my in my career beforehand. Uh, but I mean, that, Johnny, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, for the likes of Kieran there, getting that opportunity and, and not only getting the opportunity, but then making the most of it and, and sort of nailing down a place in the team and and getting the chance to play in those big games. That's it, Damien. Um, obviously. We've got three or four different options at centre half as well, and obviously you've got Connor McDermott who can fill in there too. So um, it's up to Kieran and you know, to all the guys who are centre half. They they really stake their claim and, and, and take a chance. And yeah, I remember obviously Kieran's debut against Cliftonville, and you know if Joe Gordon, Lee, Ryan Curran, and Eagles and McDonough. Like me, it's like a, it's a, it's a joke the attacking options they have, but obviously they had a good spell at the start of the second half and scored. But we were able to ride it out and and get a good three points. So. Um, yeah, it's probably been maybe a frustrating season for Kieran. Um, a few knocks here and there, but listen, that's football. That's that that's there to test you, and, and I'm sure he'll be really buzzing to, to get back and 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 at it. Yeah, I guess with the with the highs, Kieran Johnny mentioned it. You know, it's been a at times it's been a little bit stop start with knocks here and there. Well, has it been frustrating that? You know, you get a run of games, and then you pick up a knock, and then you're out of the out of the team, and <clears throat> you have to get back in. It's or as Johnny said, that's just part and parcel of, of being a footballer, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose <clears throat> no footballer you ask anyone, no, no one likes being injured. But uh, yeah, I've, I've had, I wouldn't say I've been unlucky, but I've had a few a few things here and there that have kept me out. Most of my ankle, I I picked up an injury in training. Um, was a few months ago now. It was in training. I just went over my ankle, and I didn't think it was bad at first. Fear, and then I went and got the X-ray, and there was a there was a slight fracture in my ankle. So it was more frustrating than anything that I was kind of kept about. But the aim then was to get back for the cup final, and thankfully I did. So definitely, it was kind of 
well, it's been a frustrating in terms of injuries because, as I said last year, I played 37 games and didn't get injured once, and I got a couple of wee niggly ones this season. So now I suppose it's just part and parcel, as you say. It is, and you said that you, you got back in time for the the league cup, league cup final. Um, I mean, what was that like as an experience? <laughs> it was mad, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll not forget that one, of course, in a hurry. But the result, I suppose, mm. is the only negative of the day. The build up was was excellent. Uh, even just whenever we were coming in the Windsor and the bus, the fans were there and. No, it was just it was a big day. It was a big experience for me, uh, but the result itself was something that we would, if I was going back, it was something that I would change definitely. And I, I guess days like that give you a taste of it. The result didn't go your way, and then does that make you hungrier to to get back to cup finals and and to try to put things right? Yeah, definitely. And if, People say we're we're a young squad, so uh, I don't know if many people expected us to kind of get there or whatever. But definitely, as you say, it makes you makes you more hungrier to, to go and experience those big days out and in the future and next season or whatever. As Johnny says, our aim now is kind of the European places or whatever. So there's plenty more big days to have this season. But in terms of the cup finals, yeah, next season will definitely be definitely <laughs> in the top of the list. It definitely whets the appetite, Johnny, doesn't it? Cup finals. I mean, <clears throat> as players, players love cup finals and big days. And from a supporter's point of view, which essentially we all are, even though we're we work in the, the media, but um, we're all, I guess, supporters, and we all love a good big day out. We do. Um, we obviously we made a day of it and stuff like that before the match and stuff. And we were out the Saturday night before, and there's a thank you to thank you to we sore head and Sunday day and the day of the final. Um, but uh, I, was I was listening to you all night. I totally, <laughs> I. Um, but that's what you know. That's what the football club can give to you and can give you nights out like that and time with mates and everything else. So, um, yeah. Look, obviously the final was disappointing. The, the first half, I thought it went to a tee. Um, we probably looked. Again, probably a bit like the Lauren game where we probably looked more like scoring the first goal, but the second half was a different story. I think we didn't come out in the change room and then we get the two goals and uh, we never really looked like scored. So, um, yeah, disappointing after then. But as again, as I said there about 10, 15 minutes ago, it's a new squad, it's a new team. And for Oren to, to get their final and, and only be what six or seven points off or third in the league um, with a site out there, so I think it's a, a good start. And I know many people probably won't see that um, because they'll think it's carbon copy last year. But um, yeah, it's one of the things you just need to sort of take a step back and, and, and realize. And, and yeah, they've had some frustrating results like Glenavon, like we just can't beat them <laughs> for some reason. And we lost the Balmina as well. And the Irish Cup one was a sore one, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting end of the season. And, and here's hoping that we can pick up some good results against the top six because I, I watched the Irish show last night. I think it's 15 points against the top six teams so far this season. Um, it'll be actually 16 points if you add in Glenavon as well. So I'm sure that'll be the top seven. So I'm sure Warren will be will be wanting they they put a few extra digits um on 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 that number. Mm, but that's the thing. I mean, despite those defeats in the League Cup final defeat, etc. As we said, there's there's still the big carrot there as well some good performances and good results and there's a European football spot there uh, available I mean Kieran 
Korean have played in Europe quite a few times, and you'd mentioned that earlier that some of the boys have mentioned it. I mean, for you, would that be an ambition of yours to go and and to try and play European football? That be be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I suppose that's the that's the aim now to try and if not, if not automatically qualify to get into those playoffs. And Johnny says, hopefully, get a home draw and just go and go and qualify for the European qualifiers would be. Would be crazy to be fair, and it would be, it would be something that would be on my mind that within the next season, if you had Europe at the start of the season, if I, if I looked back on that last year, I'd be be thinking definitely not. But as you mm-hmm. say, ambition, the ambition's definitely there, and it's definitely the aim at the minute now. Yeah, I mean, as you say. If that was the case, it'd be quite a twelve months for you, wouldn't it? Personally speaking, coming from their view, and then come to Korean, and then maybe ultimately playing in Europe this summer of all being well. I mean, be quite a quite a year to reflect on for yourself personally. It'll be it'll be a big turnaround. To be fair, it'll be it'll be it's gone fast as well. Mm. The <laughs> season, as you say, it's only five or six games left, and. You look back and you're like, where where did it all go? But yeah, it'll be it'll be a mad twelve months. To be fair, if I went from playing in the championship to maybe having the chance to play European football, hopefully it'll be it'll be crazy. As you say, I mean, it's always at this time of the year when we're sitting and, and we do think, God, the season's gone very very quickly, and it probably has. I mean, you've obviously learned an awful lot in the, the months that you've been here, and I suppose having the likes of maybe Stevie O'Donnell alongside you as well has to be a big advantage in, in helping you in, in your own game. And you've got boys like Winky and Stephen Douglas there and the coaching team as well, both, you know, centre-halves that have played copious numbers of games in the Irish League and for Linfield. So from your point of view, it's probably a great place to be with Stevie Donald and Winky and Stephen Douglas just to try and improve your own game on a personal level. Yeah, definitely. It was something that I I kind of caught on to straight away whenever I went down. I, I looked around and I seen that I had the likes of Doogie and Winky and Stevie and it was not even just them three. It's Adam Mullen and Rodney Brown as well that I'm kind of learning off because I don't know if people kind of forget that I'm young but there's things that those lads be doing I just kinda without saying I'd just be picking up picking up just three bits of information everywhere and just kinda bringing it on board. And uh every one of them's been excellent with me. As soon as I went in they kinda took me under the wing. Stevie especially because whenever I uh I got in contact with Owen I was kinda just planning on driving up from Karen here on my own and Stevie sent me a big long message saying here, we meet at this point in the area, don't be driving up on your own, blah blah blah. So no, as a captain and everything, he's just been just been top drawer and Winky and Doogie and everyone just learning off the pitch as well. It's just it's just been great. I I mean it's easy to forget that you're only twenty two, Kieran, which in football terms is young, and and probably in terms of central defenders, it's quite kind of young too, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's gonna. I'm, I'm learning every game, and Winky's coming over at half time or whoever it is, and just give me those little bits of information that's something that I might have done the first half and I'm just kind of, I'm just building up and I've learned so much this season already and it's just something that I'll, I'll bring forward in my career and just learning every day off Winky and Doogie and Stevie and all. So it's, it's, it's great. 
It's mad, Johnny. It's mad when you think Johnny that Kieran's there, like between them, Winky and Doogie. I mean, how many games did they play in the Irish League? <laughs> oh, no, it's it's crazy. Um, that's absolutely crazy. And then you add an Adam Mullen too. I think people forget that Adam Mullen's made yeah. three games in the Irish League. So if you add them three together, shakers that's some some record. And, and obviously Rodney Brown's transition, he just went back and back and back and back. Next thing he'll be a goalkeeper. So <laughs> and you think maybe as well. So yeah, no, there's plenty of people they they, they learn from and and get tips from and, and a bit of advice. So, a, a long way, and and well, in terms of the, the who you've been playing as well, Kieran. I mean, who who have you found to be the most difficult opponent? Is there anybody in particular, or are they all difficult in their own ways? Yeah, I think that's the one they're kind of they're they all of their own mm. attributes or whatever. But um, I'm trying to think now, I think Joe Joe Gormley's movement is uh, is one that he could just be he could be standing offside, and then the next thing. We we've dropped as a back four, and then all of a sudden he's standing there. He's on side, and there's kind of <laughs> you always have to be. You always have to keep an eye on him when he comes off the shoulder and makes runs and how. But he's not the only one. There's a few. There's a few to be fair that uh, I wouldn't have known coming into the league. And as I say, Stevie or whoever it has Winky or Doogie's been over, and they've been trying to tell me a few things about them. But no, I'm still learning the centre forwards, but. <laughs> there's a good few of them there to be fair and what about Chevy you, do you mark Chevy in training he must be pretty hard to mark too, <laughs> I think myself and Chevy have a good few battles in training to be fair he always comes over and at the end of every session if you ask him he always he's always looking at me in the change room thinking here I've won that one again tonight but I don't know <laughs> the defenders the defenders union always have a different different side of the story <laughs> but he's I mean he's he's had a great season as well hasn't he yeah, he has his, his goals record is a, it's a joke to be honest uh, some of the some of the goals he scores is, you don't see him in games and then all of a sudden he scored he scored two goals in five minutes and you're just like that's just, that's just what he does uh, he's great to play with as well it's just it's good to have someone like that in your team that you can even as hold up play this season I, don't, I haven't played with him last season obviously but the lads have said that he's come on He's come on a lot as a player, so no, he's definitely a good asset for the team as well. He has. He's he's put a lot of work into that side of the game, Johnny, hasn't he? That that hold up play and stuff. And I think he's on. He's in twenty six goals, I think. So we just need to push him on and get to that magical thirty, don't we? I do. I think he just needs one, and then another few will, will come. Obviously, ah, we only yeah. scored four goals in March, so. Um, yeah, goals were a bit scarce for us. So I think once he gets one, uh, hopefully. What five or six games left? I'm sure they'll be targeting thirty goals, and and yeah, if he gets them well, then it'll be sure be some return for him. That's it. Hey, it's for any striker, like any striker at any level of football, scoring thirty goals in a season is just that's 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 great great stats, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, couldn't tell you last time we probably had one that hit them numbers, maybe. You know, going back maybe the Curtis Allen seasons, you know, they got there. So I think Jamie McGonagall might have hit 21 years so, um 30. I, I genuinely can't remember. Um so yeah, that's it's some return for him. Um leads the line well, never really gets a break. So um I'm sure he's always naggered. Um God love him. But um I know as I said earlier, as I said in the previous podcast, when you work as hard as Chevy does off the ball, I think he deserved to get pick up chances and, and score goals. So yeah, um yeah, fair play to him. That's what, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's putting the, putting the graft in and 
uh, in training and behind the scenes, and then that's hopefully gets its uh, rewards as well. So, um, well, uh, are we all glad to see the end of the international break, or do we like the international break, Johnny? Are you a fan of the international break? Uh, to be honest, I, I missed the um, the Finland game because uh, I was working the six, but I watched it. I think Northern Ireland probably they're about. <laughs> They had a bit of Korean about them recently. They, were, they played all right, but just didn't look good. Really, and, um, the set pieces deliveries under the box were absolutely abysmal. Um, so they were, and that's where Northern Ireland have been really, really good in recent years. So, yeah, disappointing result. I don't think Finland are much use. To be honest, I don't think they're they're not they'll they're not you know they're no no big shakes. Um, but. Yeah, as I said in last week's podcast, if, if Northern Ireland had got four or six points in the first two games with the players, they'd out, it would have been really, really good. So now they probably know they have to go away in one of them games and win one because they've lost a home game. Um, so they're going to maybe have to go to Kazakhstan and win. Kazakhstan beat Denmark at home. They were 2-0 down and won 3-2. And Slovenia only beat San Marino, I think, at home, 1 or 2-0. So it's going to be a tight group. I think it'll be a lot of twists and turns in that one. Obviously, the Republic, I think it took a world-class save. They, they prevent them from getting the draw. So um, yeah, I, I don't mind it um, as long as it's for actual qualifiers, international breaks rather than friendlies. They bored out, mm-hmm. bored the tears out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so back and back and at it um, this weekend. I think everyone's back. So, well, apart from Korean, we've a rare weekend off. So, I may have to spend time, yeah, we have to spend time with the wife now. So that's that's great. <laughs> oh, no. And what about Kieran? I mean, you're Donegal man. I mean, Republic did did well, didn't win, but. By all accounts, did very well. Yeah, watched the game. Uh, I kind of, but like everyone else, I wasn't expecting much going into the game. But they did, they did well. Mm. To be fair, the playing against France, but that save at the end, as Johnny says, was was mad. The save from I don't even know what you call the keeper, but I think it was his mm. first, one of his first competitive starts or something. Because Lloris is retired, uh, but it was. Just, I'm just, save, I'm just but... looking here. Man, 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 or something. I just have it in the BBC ah, it was a the save was, uh, the save was crazy, but no, I thought Ireland played well. The Viva looked like it was was packed house, so mm-hmm. um, hopefully they can qualify. But not expecting much. No, <laughs> it's, a t- it's a tough group. It's 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 hard for the for both North and South uh, to try and qualify. It's it just mm. it's getting harder. I think, isn't it? Yeah, but, but as you say, international football. It's, it's as Johnny says the qualifiers, but I think the the club popular every day, a week before whenever the Premier League's on or whatever. Uh it's 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 strange when it when there is no Premier League, isn't it? It's just, there's uh, a void there, isn't there? No doubt. Uh, so no doubt. Who do you, do you who, do you support anybody in the Premier League here? Uh, I'd be a, I'd be a Liverpool man. I don't know if that'll get good. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny's just shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> No, no uh, prizes for yeah. guessing who Johnny supports. <laughs> Kieran, we were mates, we were, but it's uh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> um, I, I don't care. These two can fight it out among yourselves. But um, you, you said, Johnny, yes, we have a, a free weekend this weekend. That's obviously because of the Irish Cup semi-finals this weekend. And um, I'm trying to think, who is it? Um Friday is at Balamina and Lyon on Friday, and then Crusaders Dungannon on Saturday. Is not right? Yeah, Crusaders Dungannon. Yeah, yeah. Crusaders Dungannon. Yeah. Um. Well, well, looking at the two games, 
would I be right? Would anybody disagree with me if I thought it was going to be a Lauren Crusaders final? Would that be fair to say, or am I setting myself up for a fall? No, I think anyone would say would agree with you there, Damien. I think obviously Lauren um, pushing to the top of the league. Balmina haven't won the league as it's only like eleven games. Um, but then you look at cup football, hey, anything can happen. Like you'd have thought Dungan would have went and won at Cliftonball um the previous round. So um yeah, I would expect one of the games to be really, really tight. Um so do because everyone's thinking foregone conclusion is is a is a Lauren Crusaders final. But I do think one of the end two semifinals will be tight. Um but I do think that will be the final. And I think that'll be a good final actually to be fair. Um I've watched a lot of Crusaders actually. Um and this new job and um, whilst they still are pretty direct they still they play a lot of good football they do, so they do they get the ball up the big leg and he just flicks the ball on and plenty of runners and, and stuff like that so and then Lauren obviously play a lot of possession base so no, that would be a good final but I, I, I do think one of the games will maybe like go to extra time or penalties or something I, I don't think it's going to be two 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 bat runs if that makes sense or two easy ones it does. I mean, Kieran, you know the teams involved very well. Haven't played against them. How do you see the two semi-finals going? Um, as you say on paper, it seems like it's going to be a cruise Lion final, but cup football is different. So I think I can I can see an upset somewhere, but I just don't know where. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But as cup semi-finals, there's nerves. There's everything else. League form goes out the window. So. It's just a one-off game, so uh, I see an upset somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I can see one of them going going the wrong way. Yeah, you, you just think there has to be a bit of a. I just don't think it'll be straightforward. Ah, because uh, cup football, as you say, it's never straightforward, is it? I mean, you look at Dungannon going to Cliftonville, winning in the exactly, cup, and then the week week yeah. later going and winning in the league, which is, I mean. Any, you have got any odds for that? Um, if there was to be a shot, I mean, could Dungannon do it again against Crusaders? Kieran, um, you think? It's, it's, it's a, it'll be very difficult, but I'm sure Dean and Dungannon have a plan at the end of the game, and I'm sure that's been there. It's been on their minds now for quite a while. But um, Dungannon plays some very good football, and can have, as you say, can have some very good results, but. No, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. It is. It is. You wouldn't want to be putting a bet on them. And, and Johnny, I think Balamina, um, I think that they, Jordan Williamson, he lost his appeal against his three-game suspension. Are they struggling for a keeper? Because Sean O'Neill, I think, is maybe still injured. Is there, they've got concerns over their goalkeeping situation. Yeah, that's yeah. that just shows you how... I don't want to sound inappropriate, but it just shows you how daft that red card was for the keeper um, against Lauren because... That rules him out of a semi-final and, and obviously if they're struggling already with, with Sean O'Neill being out. So, but I suppose as we said about Jarvie and <coughs> ours and the heat of the battle, it's one of the things where I'm sure the semi-final didn't even enter his head. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a big, big be interesting to see what happens there. It's you know, it's hard playing against Lauren at the best of times, but especially if you don't have a have a senior goalkeeper or, or maybe one playing a bit injured or something like that. So, um, yeah, um. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure DJ's a master at spinning and, and uh, getting teams to cup finals. His record, he's been there, he's done it. He's wore a t-shirt many, many a time. So um, we'll see what they can they can conjure up. And from a purely selfish point of view as well, we would probably like Lauren to win, to go through, and Crusaders, because we're talking about 
Europe here, obviously, earlier in the podcast. And if Lauren were to go, say, and maybe go and win the league and maybe win the cup or maybe Crusaders go and win the cup, does that help in terms of Korean's chance of qualifying for Europe automatically, perhaps? Yeah, it does, obviously. I think um, if Lauren won, won the cup and finished in the top two in the league, third place automatically gets Europe. So that would be Lauren, Lumfield and Cliffinville if they finish third right through and it would just leave us Crusaders going toward England Avenue battling out for the last European spot So, which isn't easy either. So. It still sounds hard. <laughs> just, and as I said it last week, losing to England Avon whenever we could have tightened the gap and Cliffinville was such a booker of a result. So, um, yeah, I think eight points is eight points of Ryan Cliffinville. We have to play them. Um, and they have four games at home, so it's going to be it's going to be tight. They they, they narrow that gap in them. And the the way the the ships up, uh, Kieran. Obviously, I, the the cup semi-finals this weekend. Teams and the players get um, a bit of a welcome rest. Um, it's almost like a chance to just recharge the batteries as a group, and then just throw everything at those last five games. I think first. Game and that is I'm trying to remember. It's Friday night away to Cliffinville. Cliffinville, yeah. Excuse me. So, is it a case of just taking a bit of a break <clears throat> and then just throwing everything at it? Is it is it too easy to say you've nothing to lose? Is it you could just go at those games, or do you still have to be a little bit more circumspect? Um, I think I said it's. Six six cup finals, it's massive games. Like it's um yeah, you kinda top six decided now, so I think you're you're guaranteed your your playoff spot or whatever, so it's it's massive games, but they don't come they don't come easy the way the solitude in the first game next Friday's it's probably one of the hardest places to go, so um in terms of recharging the batteries, as you say there, I think we've been down to quite small numbers due to a few injuries and knocks recently and suspensions or whatever. So I'm not sure what the story is, but yeah, definitely a week off can help you in some ways to re- reset and then go at it for the last for the last few games. Definitely. Um, do you still approach the games with a bit of caution, or can you go out the games because is it important to carry some momentum? from the last five games into the potential playoff as well? Is it a case that you don't want to be going out and losing any of those games, so you still have to be defensively minded? Or do you just go and try and win games and throw a bit of caution to the wind, do you think? Oh, I think definitely you have to be kind of minded because in terms of form, you want to try and get the, the home spot for the playoff. So I think your, your form going into the playoff definitely is key as well. It's not really like a... It's not really it's a one off game, yes, but you have to kinda of have a bit of momentum going into the playoff. You can't just you can't just flip the switch, say come to the come to the playoff game or whatever, wherever we're sitting. You can't just flip a switch and say, Okay, we need a performance here. You have to it doesn't I think we're all smart enough to know that it doesn't doesn't just work like that. You have to have a bit of momentum going into it. I think we tried that last year and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's been it's definitely been spoken about in the change room. You can't uh it's Orin has always said it after the cup final there's there's no time, as I mentioned at the start of a of a hangover. So uh after the Glen Avon game we've just put that to bed and I think it's we have to we have to we have to go again because there's an awful lot to play for. 
There is. And that's the important thing as well. It's yes, there's a bit of a sort of hangover, but the cup final is now long gone, isn't it? It's it's history, it's gone. It's as you rightly say, there's so much still there available to play for. And yes, it will be difficult because you said you play Cliftonville on the Friday night, and then a matter of three days later on the Tuesday, you're away to Crusaders, which is another difficult place to go given their home record. Um, and then we're home to Linfield, I think it is. Away to the Glens at the Oval and finish the season the final day at home to Larn. I mean, depending on results and how things go, Kieran, I mean, that could be a that could be a big day, maybe a big-ish day for Korean if we qualify for, for the Europe um, spots, etc. But potentially it could be a, a league presentation day to Larn at the showgrounds in the final day, couldn't it, if things work out? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kind of didn't even think of that. I suppose they'll have they'll have plenty to play for, and I suppose the <clears throat> the game last Saturday was was a good game. So mm. the Flyers are still up there, as I I think they will be. They'll be they may be coming they may be coming dust in the last game of the season, needing something. So mm. it'll be it'll be a terrific game. But not only will they need something, I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have, we'll have, we'll still be playing for plenty as well. Mm, I mean, Johnny, that scenario, Lauren maybe winning the league in the final day at Korean Showgrounds, and you may get a chance to see the Gibson Cup after all, albeit presented to Lauren. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's going to be, we've, we've Lumfield and Lauren both at home, so mm. I'll big say where the, where the league goes. Um, as I said last week in the podcast, I thought the league was nowhere near over. Mm. That weekend just confirmed it, and... Um, I think I think Lauren of Glens. I think Lauren played their last five games all in three G because they're away to they're away to Austin, they're away to they're away to Cliftonville, and then obviously three at home. So I don't know if that'll make a big difference or not. But I, I'll all come down to I I still think it'll be an Irish Western tournament yet. Um, do, I think so. We'll see. Do you think it'll go down to the final day, guys? Yes. Yeah, I do. Kieran, um, I think we've seen. We'll have seen crazier things if it doesn't. Uh, I think it will as well. Yeah, I think it's very competitive at mm. the top there. So I think it will as well. Yeah. If there's one I, team, if there's one team you don't want chasing, I think it's Lumford. Ah, no. Yeah. I, know. Uh, I, I, I do feel as well that it probably goes to the final game of the season, which in many respects is that's kind of what you want, isn't it? And again, from a Korean point of view, if, if it was going down to the last game and Lauren with the showgrounds, you'd be sure of a bumper crowd and at least the season finishes in a high. And then, what, what about the playoff dates, Johnny? When are they? Do they come quickly I, after the end of the season? I, they'll probably come after then because you've the Irish Cup as well. So, that's the, that's the Sunday, isn't it? Because the Kings corner. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, May the 7th is the Irish so, Cup final. Um, I'll probably be after. It's usually a week after that because, in, for example, Balmina could be in the final one, the Irish Cup, and then they get Europe or they could lose it and yeah. could win it. And, you know, she so just don't, there's different permutations. So, you're probably chatting really well. You're probably chatting the first, the, the semi final will be the Tuesday and the final will be, or the final mm. will be the Saturday or the Friday. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Mm, and and well, Kieran, let's hope we're let's hope we're in it, and let's hope the the season goes on for a little while yet. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. But I mean, just to wrap it up, I mean, Kieran, it's 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 been great to have you on, and it's great you've enjoyed. I mean, I take it you've enjoyed your first season here as well, yeah, at Korea. No, it's it's been great. I haven't had a bad word to say about it. To be fair, maybe maybe just some of the results, some, uh, some of the results of matches, but no. In terms of personally, I think it's been an excellent season just to kind of make the step up and 
play as many games as I have. It's just been it's been great, but it makes you it makes you just want more. Yeah. Uh, well, that's so, it because it has. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve as well. But I mean, you can only get better at twenty two as well. You've a, hopefully, fingers crossed, a, a lengthy career still ahead of you at twenty two. Yeah, hopefully it's just hopefully it's only getting started. This is say these few knocks get them out of the way. And Absolutely, these last at these and, last six games there. And because you're coming down from Cardona as well, I mean, I'm sure you, there's quite a lot coming down from Derry, so I'm sure the crack must be good on the on the on the way up and the way down to training and matches. Uh, the crack's good to be fair. <laughs> the crack's good to be fair. Whenever we whenever we all get in the car, I think there's there's two cars two cars going up the road, so no, it's it's good. We all meet in the one spot. And, no, the, the crack the crack is good to be fair, and that helps too, doesn't it? Particularly. During the winter time and the evenings are short, and you're going down to training. I guess it's at least that's some consolation, isn't it, for making the journey? Yeah, definitely. And we always have a we always have a bit of crack about who's driving, and I still I still don't think we've seen Marty Marty Gallagher's car this season yet. He's always jumping on. So, well, so is he one? Is he one of them boys? Is he? Uh, Marty's one of them boys. To be fair, so that's a wee that's a wee dig at Marty there if he's going to be listening. Uh, that's right, Marty, it's your turn to drive next. You're driving to Cliftonville <laughs> next Friday. That's it. That's sort of. Um, who who does who does most of the driving then? Stevie, Stevie O, is he the, the main driver? No. <laughs> nah, to be fair, we all we all take turns. Oh. There's a there's a bit of there's a bit of crack that goes over and back, but I can imagine. To be fair, we're all we're always taking turns. There's the odd text that comes in saying she needs a car or it's in the garage or whatever. So <laughs> very yeah, good. good. That's as nearly as bad as us boys seeing who's driving to the matches on a, a Friday or a Saturday, isn't it, Johnny? Aye, although we, we're pretty good. We are, we're, we're not bad. We're, we're not bad. I just right? I just refuse to do your name, that's it. I'll do the rest. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think I did your name, didn't I? Uh, you always do your ADE. You're a sickener for it. You love it. I am. I am. I, am, that's I must long, be mad. That's a long one. I, I must be bad in the head. Like, Tim Buck, too, closer. <laughs> Well, it's, it's bad. Yuri, from Corey and Yuri's bad. Is it? It must be nearly worse from Derry, is it, or is it, or maybe it's not. Ah, well, it's it's definitely worse from from Karen Donna, really, So <laughs> everywhere's worse from Karen Donna, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they're, living, they're living away out in Donegal. What do you expect? Hey, you know what I mean? So, anyway, no, that's uh, the best. It has its good points too. Let's let's not forget. Yeah, so, does. right. Well, here, guys. Um, we've covered quite a lot there. Um. Basic line is we just need to get the head down and, and get this European spot sorted out. Because um, playing in Europe's great, but the money side of Europe as well, Johnny, for the club is is vitally important, isn't it? If we want to keep, if we want to keep tag with a bigger sort of full time clubs, European money is essential, Johnny, isn't it? Yeah, it can only help. So mm. yeah, and you be great to get be great to get back in there and see different parts of the world that you you'd never seen before and. Memories and stuff like that. So yeah, not be another another wee jolly for you. That's it. Here, I wouldn't say no. Hey, um, I got two last year for the twenties. So um, I owe Marty Smith. I owe Marty Smith a beer. You can you can do it. Hey, you can do it. So you can. But I <laughs> maybe I'll get, maybe I'll be allowed to go someday. Who knows? <laughs> have to have to ask nicely. So. Well, here, guys, thank you very much. Uh, Kieran, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, enjoy the good weather. Johnny, same to you. Um, just thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast. Much appreciated. Feedback, always appreciate it as well. 
Um, enjoy your weekend off this weekend, unless you happen to be going to an Irish Cup semi-final as a neutral, which is unlikely. Um, so enjoy the weekend off, and we will speak again next week ahead of our final five fixtures of the league. So until then, take care, and as ever, come on the Bansiders. Siders.